Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports talk show for your drive home. I mean, you know how it is. Rocking and rolling and whatnot. This is Dukes and Bell. Brought to you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. How much does not having a quarterback an issue for the potential new head coaches that are being interviewed? We do not know who's going to get the job as of yet. But could that be uh, something that plays a role? We're going to talk about it coming up in 15 minutes. Also, guy talk on the way. But right now, let's talk some dogs. Dukes and Bell on the sidelines with the dogs. Connor Riley is here. And Connor, lots of things going on with the dogs. Uh, we knew the offseason was going to be busy, but I don't know if we expected it to be this busy. Uh, let's start with what happened with the def- defensive changes with Glenn Schumann and uh, Muschamp and company and explain to our listeners what's going on there. Yeah, so Glenn Schumann is still going to be Georgia's defensive coordinator and, most importantly, Georgia's defensive play caller, a role he's held the last two seasons. Will Muschamp is going to be moving into an analyst role and, in general, just be less involved with the day-to-day comings and goings of this Georgia program. Uh, In his place as an on-field staffer and recruiter is Traveris Robinson. He spent the last two seasons as Alabama's cornerbacks coach, but this past season was actually a good bit more involved as it's been reported that he was actually the defensive play caller. And Robinson is one of the most well-respected coaches in the community, in the college football community, a dogged recruiter and a very big reason why Alabama, Alabama ended up landing Caleb Downs, who was the best freshman in the country this past season And now Downs is reportedly planning on entering the transfer portal. He has not officially gone into the portal to do so, but with all that Georgia has going for it right now, with the addition of Robinson as a co-defensive coordinator and safeties coach, Hmm. it looks like Georgia is in position once again to benefit off of sort of the disarray that the Alabama program finds itself in after Nick Saban has announced his retirement. Yeah, I mean, Saban stole Jermaine Burton. I think it's time for some payback. Uh, so, yeah, and you think about an, an offensive lineman. We talked, you already mentioned the safety. So, it just seems like a, a logical fit, especially when you consider if you come to Georgia, you're, it's almost like you're punching your ticket right. New format in the 12-team uh, playoff, but, man, Georgia will be number one preseason. Absolutely. And, and, you know, look, Georgia's already got, in my mind, the best safety in the country in Malachi Starks. And if you're able to pair him with a Caleb Downs, you're talking, in my opinion, about one of the all-time great 
safety combinations in the history of college football. And so I, I think Georgia, you know, when Saban first announced his retirement and now since we've further seen some of the many players that Alabama has lost off its roster to the transfer portal, Georgia always sort of figured to be one of the teams that benefited the most from this instability at Alabama. And even though they've gone out and hired Kalen DeBoer, who I think is a good coach and can do a good job at Alabama, I do think it's going to take some time there. And I do think part of the reason DeBoer was hired is because he's such a good game day coach that he's able to maybe do more with less because certainly compared to where Alabama has been in recent seasons, they're going to be working with a good bit less simply because of the losses they've had with the transfer portal and what it potentially means as a recruiting impact as well. As we talk about, you know, these guys that, that are leaving Alabama, it, it's just a few, right? I mean, when we look at it, we're talking to talk, talking about the top names. But I was saying this, Connor, you, you can't lose these kind of guys and expect to maintain that level of success. Part of the, the saving story is he's been able to do what Kirby's done, right? Or he was doing it before Kirby got to Georgia, and that is maintaining that level of recruiting. And I'm not saying everything's going to fall apart for DeBoer, but I just think, like, this is that first wave of what do you, what do you got? What's coming in? How are we going to do things? And I've been saying this to Alabama fans. This isn't saving anymore. you got to get that out of your head. Like, oh, we're Alabama. We're going to be fine. Yes, because you had a guy named Saban. Right. I think you've seen with, with Caleb Downs, Caden Proctor, their, their star left tackle who's entered the transfer portal, Isaiah Bond, who's already transferred to Texas. Those guys were at Alabama not because of their love for Alabama and, and that institution, but because of Nick Saban. This is a coach who in his 17 seasons at Alabama had 44 first-round draft picks and 29 losses. It was as close to punching a ticket to being a first-round draft pick if you took care of business as you could get. And so naturally there was always going to be, I think a step back when moving in uh, into a new coach. And I think, again, that's part of the reason why they went out and hired DeBoer because there's going to be a transition period where it's a little rocky for Alabama. They're not going to be the best recruiting team in the country anymore. And they're going to take a step back in my mind into maybe that five to 10 range for a season or two until people really see and understand what Keelan DeBoer is. He has not recruited a lot of these players on this Alabama roster. And so you can understand why these guys are looking elsewhere in places where they do have a bit more familiarity with the coach. Kalen DeBoer is probably going to be a really, really good head coach. He's already taken Washington to a national championship game in his second season there. That's something Kirby Smart did in his second season at at, at Georgia. But Kalen DeBoer can still be a very good coach and still be a step down from where Nick Nick Saban was. And so I think it'll be interesting to sort of watch the patience level that that DeBoer is granted because it is going to take some time, I think, to get that Alabama back to where, even though they weren't winning national championships the past three seasons, they were still among the the college football elite. I'll be interested in seeing how long it takes DeBoer to get Alabama back to that level. It might not take much to get them there, but he is going to have to, I think, punch above his weight a little bit when it comes to that this season. I look back at Indiana's defensive stats. They did beat Tennessee in the Gator Bowl the year that uh, Cade Womack, Kane Womack, was the uh, defensive coordinator for the Hoosiers. Surprised by the hire? I know guys always hire guys they know. Uh, as we're joined by uh, Connor Riley, guys from Dog Nation, we're talking about the new D.C. for Bama who came from southern Alabama. Yeah, I, I think the move makes sense after missing out on Traveris Robinson. I thought Robinson was a guy uh, Alabama really needed to keep. I think that's why you saw – that late push after it had first been announced that he was going to be Georgia's co-defensive coordinator and safeties coach. And then 
there was that period Sunday night into Monday morning where it looked like maybe he was going to consider going back, but ultimately he elects to stay at Georgia. And thus you have, um, you have Kalen DeBoer going out and hiring Kane Womack, a guy he knows. They obviously worked together at Indiana and it came out during the course of the, uh, the Sugar Bowl when uh, Washington was down in New Orleans. Uh, Kane Womack, who was the head coach at Southern Alabama for the last three seasons, actually went and visited uh, Kalen DeBoer during that time in New Orleans. So those guys are incredibly close. While Womack doesn't have the SEC ties that Robinson does, he does have ties to the state of Alabama and the ability to recruit that area in that southern footprint I think is vitally important for Kalen DeBoer moving forward. While he brings a lot of plus attributes with him, his lack of experience in recruiting elite players, specifically elite players in, in you know Atlanta, Georgia, South Georgia, the state of Alabama, the state of Mississippi, where I think Alabama's real bread and butter is going to come from from a recruiting angle. Uh, I think being able to get a guy that gives you some ends with those high school coaches in that area is big. I would have preferred to see them, if you're an Alabama fan, land Traveris Robinson because he is as respected as a recruiter as there is in the SEC. But Womack and landing a sitting head coach and a guy that knows the area fairly well from his time at South Alabama, I do think is going to somewhat help them moving forward, along with the fact that what he gives them on a game day basis, I think is a plus as he's a proven defensive mind. As we're talking about college football going around the SEC and around the country, Auburn names Derek Nix as their offensive coordinator. Uh, talk a little bit about this. He was with Old Miss. I think he was Elaine Kiffin. Um, and, and what is Auburn getting with Coach Hugh Freeze? Yeah, Nix had been at Ole Miss for the past 16 seasons, so obviously there's some overlap there with Hugh Freeze. I think the important thing to keep in mind here while Nix is going to be the offensive coordinator for Auburn. Hugh Freeze has taken up play calling duties mm. for Auburn this coming season. And so I think Hugh has established if you've got an issue with play calling, if you've got an issue with the offense, it comes through me because that is ultimately something that he has done. Uh, I, I think part of the reason that you saw Auburn have the slip that they did at the end of the season and Hugh Freeze acknowledged this was that maybe he wasn't as involved as he needed to be. Uh, when making some of these decisions, he had stressed the importance of recruiting. They got, I signed, they signed, I believe, the number seven ranked recruiting class in the 2024 cycle. They have upgraded the quality of player coming into Auburn. They're going to need to do that for another two or three more cycles. But in 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 freeze and with what they have there, he's making it clear now. You know, this is his program, and the buck stops with him. I think he's got a longer leash than maybe people might anticipate at Auburn. Again, let's remember. Brian Harson only got a season and a half there at Auburn. Auburn has to make it work with Hugh Freeze. And I think Hugh Freeze senses there's maybe a bit of an opportunity here now with him and potentially Alabama sliding it back a bit. That if they're able to capitalize on this quick turnaround at Alabama, maybe he can propel Auburn a little bit higher up the SEC pecking order. And so he, in a way, while the move was announced beforehand, before Saban announced his retirement, I think Auburn senses it like Georgia does here as well there's a real opportunity moving forward to further establish themselves in the SEC. It's our man, Dog Nation's Connor Riley with us, guys, on the waitfor.com hotline. I know that the, the NIL rules and the transfer portal, a lot of this stuff is very confusing. Certainly it's confusing for me. Uh, Amarius Mims was looked at by FSU, and now FSU had to make a deal with the NCAA, got some sanctions. What do you know about this? I know he was declared for the NFL, then he undeclared, then he stayed at Georgia, and there, I guess when there was a window, FSU did something clearly wrong in the recruitment of Amarius Mims. How, how did that all, do you, what do you know about this, Connor? Yeah, so this goes back. I'm trying to quickly remember the dates off the top of my head here. I believe spring of 2022, so after Amarius Mims' freshman season, he goes into the transfer portal. 
takes a visit down to Florida State while in the transfer portal there. And this was during a time where it was still, you know, transfer portal is 365. You can go in anytime you want and go visit and do things like that. While on that visit, some improper things had happened there. And as we learn now, Florida State is being punished for those actions. Mims ultimately ends up coming back to Georgia, ends up, you know, being a key piece on that offensive line of the 2022 national championship team. And then starts, I believe, six, maybe five games, six games this past season, ball battling injuries. He's now off to the NFL and likely going to be a first-round pick. He is that talented. He is so talented, in fact, that now two separate schools have had to deal with recruiting violations that stems from the recruitment of Mims because Mims was also mentioned as a player in that Tennessee um, right recruiting situation with Jeremy Pruitt because he was a member of that 2021 recruiting class. So Mims clearly a very talented player, someone that Georgia unfortunately didn't exactly get the most out of due to injury during his time there. But I think it speaks to the talent level that Amarius Mims is, that you have multiple schools (laughs) tripping over themselves and committing violations in an attempt to try and land him. Interesting. All right, Connor. Uh, by the way, scheduling-wise, like down the road here as we you know, head towards spring football and all that, like what's the next big date on the calendar for, for the dogs? Uh, National Signing Day, the traditional February day, is February 7th. I don't expect Georgia to add anyone in there on, on that recruiting process. Uh, you know, they signed 28 guys in the early period. That's just sort of the way things work now in this modern world of college football recruiting. We'll see what Caleb Downs ultimately decides to do. That's, I think, more in the immediate term there. But spring practice is expected to start the second week in March for Georgia, and I think that's probably the next real big thing on the calendar for the Bulldogs moving forward. Seems like most of the, most of the coaching news has now settled for the Bulldogs. 99, I would say, percent of the roster is set. I think Caleb Downs may be the one outlier there, assuming he goes into the portal, and we obviously follow that there. But I think Georgia now has a very clear idea in the third week of January what their team is going to look like moving into the 2024 season. And then uh, I know we really kind of glossed over because there was so much stuff going on, but does ETN become an explosive weapon for George or just another weapon? I think he becomes an explosive weapon when you consider, you know, what Georgia is bringing back in that running back room. There's not someone who is as established as ETN. I know they like what Roger Robinson did at the end of the season. And, and we'll see with Andrew Paul, Branson Robinson, I don't expect much from this coming season uh, as he continues to recover from a patella tendon injury. They like the freshman, but I think the most talented guy that they brought in, Nate Frazier, he doesn't arrive until the summer. And so I think early on in the season, when Georgia in that you know first four games of the season, they play Clemson, Kentucky, and Alabama, three of those four games, you're going to see a, a healthy dose of, of Trevor Etienne and what he's going to be able to do. Maybe over the course of the season, they normalize his workload a little bit. But early on, I would expect Trevor Etienne to be a big part of the short offense. Great stuff, Connor. Tell the people where they can follow you and follow your stuff. Yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at KConnorRiley, even though we are now technically in the heart of the offseason, as I think this week has shown. There's never a dull moment when covering Georgia football, and so we're going to keep you guys updated the best we can. No doubt. They could get better just from a personnel standpoint here over the next few weeks. Stay tuned. Connor, thanks so much. Have a great day. No problem. As always, it was a pleasure, guys. Coming up, guys, would you take this job if you knew you didn't have a quarterback? Now you're going to say, well, wait, Dukes and Bell, we got the eighth overall pick. We can get a guy. This may be a concern for some coaches, and we're going to talk about how it may be impacting a potential hire. Coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Thanks to Connor Riley for stopping by, talking some college football with us. We're going to get back into what's going on around the NFL. Uh, Pascal Siakam traded today. He's going to the Pacers. Halliburton and Siakam on top of what they already got. It's nice. Nice package. It is. Uh, just uh, tweeting with uh, Trey Young's dad about, uh, you know, he says, well, there goes that idea about Pascal Siakam to the Hawks. We just don't have the trade equity no. as far as the picks because of the DeJounte Murray trade. I think they got a lot in return. I'm talking about, obviously, Indiana, uh, or should I say the Raptors, uh, for potentially building and rebuilding their team. But uh, more on that coming up a little bit later. Mike, what about the lack of a quarterback? Is this an issue for any potential new head coach that's going mm. to take this job well there's there's multiple ways to do it i mean you know the most difficult one to get right obviously is drafting we've seen that because you know it's like literally flipping a coin even you know in the top 10 and then there's could you pull something off for some of the established quarterbacks in free agency now i know that people roll their eyes when i say a trade with or whatever happens to russell wilson or just going after kirk cousins and paying more money than the vikings but then you get back to the draft and then you know there, there's you, that's why the belichick thing's a little scary because he hasn't got it right since brady and he hasn't, and that's that's not you – know, you can't make that up, guys, and that's not a big deal because how is it not not a big deal when you need to do well, the same thing here? That's my point. I, I agree, but but let's be honest. He didn't necessarily get it right with Brady either. Brady was a six-round pick. They, what, I told they, you earlier, I said Brady – the they, thing with Brady is Brady made Brady. But, but they didn't pick him with the intention right. of him becoming what he became. They took a flyer. You took a flyer. So when you say he got it right with Brady, not necessarily. You fell into it. Sometimes you get lucky, Okay. And that's kind of what happened. But even with that said, I think for some of these guys who are coming in, and this is why some people around the country go, hey, the Chargers' job is more attractive. They have a guy with call certainty who's already locked up, and Justin Herbert, who we know can play. Right. That is why that job looks a little bit more attractive 
than maybe our job. We have all the other elements, but then you go, okay, but we don't have the quarterback thing. And, Mike, here's the thing. If I'm a new first-time head coach, whether this was going to be Arthur Smith, guys, and it's not, or somebody else, this was going to have to be figured out. So now, again, we get back to, let's just say it's Ben Johnson, all right? Let's just say it's one of these guys who are now a first-time coach. Mike, this still becomes an issue. And I don't know if this is a, a deterrent for some of these guys to say, you know what, this looks great. Right. But how much time are you going to give me, Arthur? How much time, if we draft a quarterback, do I have to say, hey, it's going to take a couple of years to get this guy right? And this is why the C.J. Stroud thing looks so amazing right. is because you go, well, can't you do that? No, that's a rarity, guys. Right. Now, you, you could look at eight, if you just for argument's sake. And, guys, there's still so much work to be done through the combine, pro days, you know, the big thing with uh, with Michael Penix is going to be that medical evaluation for sure when he's at the combine. Sure. But no one's going to be under more scrutiny than him with those knees. But, yeah, I mean, Jaden McD- Daniels probably got to trade up to get him. You know, then there's Bo Nix, which a lot of guys kind of roll their eyes when you say Bo Nix. And I don't know. If, see, that's the thing. We have no idea what these guys are going to want. What if Harbaugh comes in and says, I got to get, I got to have J.J. McCarthy? No, it's not going to happen, Mike. I just, I can't, like, he's a real talent evaluator. Here's the deal. Right. And I can't let's, imagine. Let's stop living what, in, a, in, a right. in a fake world. Right. Having and recruiting a college quarterback is one thing, okay? Developing a college quarterback is one thing. He understands NFL talent. That is the silliest thing. And if you guys are thinking because he coached him in college that there's a natural reaction to, oh, well, I got to have him in the NFL, it's dumb. So what Carl just said, that's meant to the guys that I've been arguing with all afternoon long. Guys, if if Harbaugh believes in him, I think he'd throw the ball more than eight times against Penn State. He was conspicuous with his lack of throws. Now, if that was chalked that up to an injury, the best throw I saw him make was that over-the-shoulder throw against, uh, against uh, I guess, uh, Michigan. I guess Ohio State in Michigan, I should say, this year. And then, you know, let's be honest, Carl, he did have some good throws against Alabama, but he also looked shaky at times, too. I don't buy him as a first-round quarterback. That's my point. But I don't, And I don't think that's going to be something for you guys to worry about. Harbaugh could look at it and say, wow, imagine what I could do with Jaden Daniels Yeah. based on what I did with, oh, I don't know, Colin Kaepernick, for instance, in San Francisco. I agree. Um, but this is – we cannot sit here and go, man, look at our job. Look how great it is. We don't have the one element. And unless you have an absolute right. plan coming in to know exactly where you want to go, to Mike's point, if Harbaugh interviewed with Mr. Blank and said, look <laughs> – I'm not worried about this. This is what I'm going to do. This is what we're going to do. If you were to tell me right now, we're going to move We're going to move up. We're going to go get this kid, the kid that I want, and we're going to make it happen. And you know my history with developing quarterbacks. This is not a concern for me. That's what you have to hear. It can't be, well, I'm not sure. Do you right. think we should trade? Well, there's a lot of guys out there. Or I would go the veteran route. I don't know, Mike. Yeah, you, better, you better know. And the veteran route is, guys, you saw how bad quarterback play was around. You think we're the only team that would be interested in Kirk Cousins? I mean, Minnesota is still the team that would probably match it anyway. But this gets back to what's the philosophy going to be? If you bring in a coach and a coach wants to be the personnel guy. You know, I know, like, guys, we all like Fontenot. We all feel that Fontenot. One guy just said, has Fontenot, guy just hit us up. He goes, has Fontenot been involved in these interviews? Who knows? I hope. Have no idea. I hope. I hope he has. They've already marginalized enough by not having them there on the on the roster. You know, on the day is the day that you announced the firing of Arthur Smith. Yeah, I I, uh, I would love to tell you that the upper management mm. has been involved, and I'm talking about Rich McKay. I'm talking about Fontenot, Mike, uh, and, and obviously Mr. Blaine, and everybody else that that they talked about who they were going to take advice from, or at least you know take it to take right. you know these questions to. Um, I hope that all these guys are involved in it because I want as many evaluators in the room. If I'm enamored with you, Mike, and I meet you, Belichick, blank, I'm a little skewed. 
you come into the yacht, right? You sit down. I'm like, oh, finally, I get a chance to talk with the great Bill Belichick. In my head, I'm already – I need as many people in the room to say, hey, this is what I sense. This is what I got. Take all of that information. I hope they have been, but – Right. To Mike's point, I can't tell you if he has. No, and then you get into, you know, the, the Chargers being the one team that everybody says, well, Harbaugh will go to San, uh, L.A. because of uh, Herbert. Yeah, Herbert's there. I get it. They've also got some cap considerations. They've got a roster they're going to have to turn over, and how do you do that and, and stay viable? But, I mean, yeah, if you like the, the the juice of the market, if you feel that L.A.'s got it and Harbaugh's ego would be stroked by going out there, okay, yeah, that's all valid arguments, but I just think Arthur Blank's a hell of a salesman. Yeah. One thing Arthur Blank, that's one thing, guys, I know he's taking some hits because the, the press conference and the presentation and the, re- the recent record, obviously, six years not making the playoffs, but ABC, we always joke around, Arthur Blank closest. He usually gets a guy face-to-face, something goes down. Yeah. Now, I just, you know, again, uh, this is the one question. Hopefully it's Harbaugh, not Belichick. I agree. Uh, this is the one question, though, that may or may not be an issue. I think for guys who have done it, like Harbaugh, it's not an issue. I think for guys who are first-timers, Mike, this may be something that we are going to be concerned about. Because let's be honest, if we get it wrong again, you know that's three more years, right? You do, you do realize that, right? Right. That's three more years. And then you get into, you know, is Belichick going to be here for three, four years? Is Belichick going to try to jam something down your throat with he's got to have a succession plan, all these other moving parts? I don't know. But Bill may have conditions like that, Carl. <sighs> My son is going to be the heir apparent. No. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, it wouldn't be the first time it's happened in sports, college or pro. But I just th- – th- we don't know because we're not privy to it yet, and hopefully these details will emerge. I still want to see Arthur Blank have a face-to-face. Maybe Antonio Pierce comes in and blows Arthur away. Somebody. And our, Somebody know, does. And we talked about the idea that, you know, bringing Cliff Kingsbury, that's attractive. Ben Johnson, I know that some guys – we talked – guys who missed it earlier. We talked about Ryan Nielsen, the idea that they gave permission after blocking him to make a lateral move, talk to Jacksonville. I, just for the record, we never thought that if you liked a guy or you were locked in on a guy, that Ryan Nielsen was going to be some kind of a stumbling block, right? Oh, you got to take Ryan Nielsen. No, they're guys. Some guys are bringing their own guys. The one chance would be an offensive-minded coach would say, "Sure, I'll roll with Nielsen," but that's like a slim, slim to none shot. Yeah, the day that they had the presser where Terry Fontenot wasn't there, this is what they were insinuating, which was, and I'm not saying it didn't happen, but. That Terry Fontenot was up at Flyer Branch, Mike, visiting with all of these guys and telling them, you may or may not have a future. We can't determine that. And for a lot of these guys, maybe it was their first or second time going through this. And so he was dealing with that. And I didn't have a problem with that. But I also thought you could have paused that and said, guys, I'll be back in 45 minutes. I need to be at this press conference. But that is what they assumed or or at least uh, insinuated that Terry Fontenot was doing because there's no guarantees once your head coach gets got that you're going to be sticking around. Right. It doesn't matter what your position you is. You don't think Belichick's going to bring his own personal personnel people in? d Led even intimated, and I know this had some people freaking out on Twitter earlier today, Carl, that who knows, maybe he brings Pioli back. And Stop. maybe even Dimitrov comes Stop. Back. That's not happening. Mike, he's the best GM we ever had. That's not happening. Belichick this may happen, coming. This may happen, but that ain't happening. 404-726-0929. Well, you, you don't know that. He's got his flunkies. That ain't, that, and, and here's the re- that's another reason why I don't want it. Because you're just mm-hmm. doing the same thing in a different place. Right. Whoop-dee-doo. That, that doesn't excite me, Mike, and I hope it doesn't excite Falcon fans. Right on. All right, man. What do you got coming up in Guy Talk? Hey, man. Snakes on a plane? What? A bull running amok in Henry County? What? <laughs> but wait, there's more. Uh, Joker down in Australia gets into it with some Australian fans. <gasps> Da-da-da. Yes, and a chance to do another cheesy Eastern European accent is coming up next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. by Hooters. If the game is on, it's on at Hooters. Any conference, all season long. All right, I won't monkey around. I got lots of stuff, so we'll dive in here for some guy talk. Uh, some good news uh, for folks who love the uh, Bally Sports product, including what you're part of with the Hawks broadcast and, of course, baseball. I think they do a fantastic job. We love it. Amazon is going to partner with Diamond Sports, who owns uh, 18 networks under that Bally Sports banner and provides, obviously, coverage here in Bally Sports South of the Hawks and the Braves. So I'll be curious to see, and we don't know, the, the immediate question is, are they going to make me stream it? In other words, <laughs> am I going to have to pay a premium for my Braves games? Chris, I don't know how often you're back in New York to watch, uh, but the Yankees are on Prime, right, in addition to the Yes Network? Yeah, so 20 games every season is exclusively on Prime. All right, so maybe wow. that might be, and I, like, I don't want to get out uh, without knowing all the details, but uh, we'll wait and see what it means. But the good news is that Bally does a great job. Amazon's partnering. They want content. And now the question, there's really no question. After 23 million Americans, including you and me, ponying up the three or four or five bucks to get your peacock to watch Chiefs Dolphins, uh, and now they know that we will pay through the nose. Hopefully that won't be the case. We don't have the details, but as Chris off just mentioned, in New York, the biggest media market in the country, 20 of the Yankee broadcasts are exclusively on Amazon Prime. We we knew when they got into the NFL business, like this was the jumping off point as to them coming in with Bally's and, and right. Diamond Sports and all this. You know, nobody really had an idea. But you're right, Mike. I mean, ultimately, Prime, I believe, down the road, we're down the road, We'll have sports stations. We'll have its mm. own sports network. I think they're going in that direction. Right. This is just kind of getting them off the ground, and they're getting in, in, you know, involved with this. But 
I think what Chris is talking about, you're right. If they can do it in New York, they're going to do it in other places. Right. Now the question is, what's the pain threshold? Like everything else, do you overestimate the market? Do you sit here, you know, like we always talk about the personal seat license. They, right. they reach way yeah. too far with that. How much is the average Braves fan, you know, and again, it's it's the biggest, like we know the Falcons and Braves, you know, generate the juice. How much are you willing to spend to watch that game? That Well, that's going to be the, uh, the big uh, question mark, especially, you know, from market to market. Obviously, People like San Francisco, they used to pants for the nose for everything. Sure. Pay bucks for a gallon of gas in San Francisco. Yeah, they don't care. You know, so we'll find out how that varies, if it does vary from market to market. So stay tuned. As Carl would like to say, a developing, developing story. story. Some interesting news as we get ready for the Packers and the 49ers. Well, tell us how you really feel there, Bosa. If you didn't see this, you get no nonsense, no, I mean, absolutely cutting right to the bone. And I love this story. If you didn't see this, they asked him both about what do you think about you know Jordan Love in preparation for the game, and he basically says, you know what, 49ers, I tell you what, man, as as a defense fan, they're getting the tape, they're looking at the film. Nick Bosa says Packers are better with Jordan Love because unlike Aaron Rodgers, he actually sticks with the game plan. Says Aaron Rodgers used to freelance, ignored coaching, and in the case of Jordan Love, he's going through his progressions, he's playing to the strengths then and the matchups that Coach Lafleur has set up for them. Wow. How about I can't now you know Aaron Rodgers has got an ego as big as a great outdoors. He's as thin skinned as they come. Can't wait to hear Aaron Rodgers uh, you know, take on what Bosa had to say. Well, here's the deal. Because it's coming. It is. No, it, it definitely is. But this gets back to Mike. We all thought, most people, oh, it's just the brilliance of Aaron Rodgers. It's the play calling of Matt LaFleur. Right. It's what he's doing to set his guys up and to set Love up. And if Love is staying on script and doing what he needs to do, all of a sudden these play calls are brilliant. Instead, it was Aaron ad-libbing and, oh, flipping of the wrist and what a great throw. Like, he did all of that, but this guy can do all of that, but this is also why he's having success. Right. Not exactly the conversation I think we thought we'd have back in August, talking about the path of the Jets and the path of the Packers. You're right. (laughs) One's advancing in the playoffs, and you know what the Jets are doing. Here's an interesting story. Uh, We're all familiar with snakes on a plane. I guess, you know, if you're in the— I'm tired of these (laughs) snakes on this— Plane. If ever there was a place I might expect a snake on a plane, I don't expect a snake on my plane flying out of LaGuardia or Hartsfield, but if I am flying from Bangkok to Phuket, <laughs> you know, in the tropical environs, maybe a snake slithers onto the spot of the plane it's or possible. out of somebody's bag. It's possible. Uh, yep, a viral TikTok video is uh, going bananas. It is a uh, Thai Air Asia flight from the aforementioned Bangkok to Phuket. Uh, last weekend shows a small, slim snake slithering atop an overhead bin. The uh, snake uh, makes its way down uh, the wall, and then it goes... And it's gone. Where'd it go? Ooh. And then eventually, comes back up to the floor. <laughs> and then eventually, uh, the uh, the folks on the on the flight, the uh, cabin crew, uh, wasted no time. Uh, they use a bottle to push the snake into an empty plastic bag. So they corralled it. The good news is, it was not a dangerous snake. It How was do a, we know? How do you know that, Because I got reptile experts. Somebody yeah. goes, well, that'd be your basic Blanford's bra- bridal snake. It's non-venomous. I just... When but not at the say, time. Correct. When yeah. people say that and the right. snake rolls up on you, you just... Oh, no panic, yeah. people. That one's not poisonous. Yeah. Who's that guy? I got to be honest. If that's me, I'm taking a shoe off. <laughs> I think when you're from that area, though, probably at some point or another, like, you know what's poisonous. Like, we yeah. don't know what's poisonous well, here. So, like, Orin, cop- you would think, but the average Thai passenger, and there's multi-international <laughs> fans, were basically freaking the, out about this. I would, again, I'd, if I got a shoe, I got a slip on, pow, I just said, go to work on that snake, man. I also didn't realize Coach Cacciatore was a uh, That's the same voice. Whisper. That's the same voice, basically. <laughs> 
Just, just a variation. About a poisonous snakes at Waycross. Yeah, blue with the what, what is what is the rule, by the way? I know our listeners know. Is it is it red touches black? Black touches red? There's a rule, right. by the way. Right. Here in Georgia, and red and black get back or whatever. So, yes, but but I've heard it because my neighbors like, don't kill this snake. Well, I'm no, like, no. Whatever. See, what we I had a copperhead in the backyard, and then I got a black snake, and apparently it's a good kind of snake because it had a big giant lump inside yeah, that was the copperhead. That's a rat right. snake. Right. So that's you don't kill that because I told you the day I was planting those. And the, you see my trees, by the way. Why they're just growing, Carl? They're growing. But anyway, I was planting my trees a couple years ago, and I'm literally, ah! And I jump back out of the hole, and I see the, and I immediately go to work with a shovel, and of course my neighbor Courtney comes over, oh, that's a good snake. Yeah. yeah but, you know, you feel like a putz when you do that. But, but, you but know, when you're time, alone, and, right. and a snake rolls out, and by the way, we'll get to spring, I know it's cold right now, and they'll be hatching and coming right. out. There is a, this rule because people say if it looks, if the colors touch or something, and somebody will hit us up. But What's that, the, the one about copperheads? Like if it's a Hershey's kiss, I'm not getting that close to measure the no, size of a. No, 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 no. There's that's a mark. Oh, it, it's it's dangerous. Those yes. rat snakes, though, right. that they're they're big, but they don't. No, they yeah. look. It was on the side of my house, and uh, for all I know, it's in the attic. But it's it's keeping all the critters away, and we're all good with that. Hey, uh, now if you see a bull uh, on parade, or in this case in Henry County, just call Randy McMichael because he feels he can play like a matador and apparently let the bull go by and hop on him and ride him like Paul Bunyan. I heard that today earlier on Andy and Randy. New video coming out. Uh, Fox 5 had it. Uh, viewers said the animal attacked his sister, her kids, and her niece. Two of the kids got knocked out. So people were dam- uh, were injured and banged up as this uh, bull was running amok outside an apartment complex in Henry County. Eventually went over by the woods, and the popo was trying to find somebody that could help wrangle it. So they got cowboys out there. Okay. And they can't get a rope. They just on had them on speed dial, huh? Right. Hey. hey. <laughs> What do they call They call Jim Bob Jim Bob Cacciatore's buddies. Say, I was going to say he's had him on speed dial. My huh? buddies are coming down here from the Georgia uh, Equestrian Center. They'll be right down there. So no, these dudes. So they apparently couldn't corral this this uh, dude. So eventually they had to pump him full of lead. The police said, "Look, he's already hurt some people. I we can't." That's violent, Mike. <laughs> that's what they did. <laughs> I mean, wow. Why couldn't you just say they had to gently put the animal down? I mean, Mike's like they pumped him <laughs> full of lead. Well, I mean, <laughs> really? Like, well, Carl, they euthanized the bull down in Henry mean, County. Come on. Yeah, they shot him. Oh, Mike. <laughs> shot him. Well, you can't eat the bull. It just all no, the bull does is make baby cows. No, no, you can't. That's what the bull is there for. You ever you don't you don't eat that I, bull meat. I, I, trust me, I've seen enough bulls right. in my life. But yeah. I will say this. Uh to Randy Max's point, I want to see it, Randy. I want to see I want to see you. Let's just set this up. Because Randy was like, it's him or me. I don't know if Randy could do what he's saying he could do. Yeah, I mean, apparently Randy's an X-Man. He's I don't know. Just, I don't know if he can do what he said he could do. No, look. He said, what if you saw? I'd run. I would try to run. I mean, forget it. I mean, the bull, the whole, first off, and especially if, if it's a big bull. Those, like, I, I've seen bull fights. I've seen these guys train professional matadors literally get shish kebobbed out there. So the hell, oh, get you. hell with that noise. I'm trying to find a tree. I just love the fact it. that these cowboys showed up. We got this. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. they got ran off, well, I mean, too. I guess the guy was. <laughs> well, I mean, no, they were trying to do the Roy Rogers thing. They couldn't get him on the ground. Yeah, because this isn't Yellowstone. Well, That's the, why. Well, the bull didn't want it. You know what? The bull, he want, you know what he wanted? Carl, unfortunately, it's sad. Death by cop. <laughs> That's what he wanted. The bull, the bull was on a suicide mission. He wasn't going back in the pen. And by you the way, guys aren't going to take yeah, me alive. Not taking me alive. The other thing is, I got to be honest. The bull, it's not a bad job because the bull's job is to make cows and other, you know, baby bulls and stuff. Stood. Exactly. Yeah. Or I don't know. Either way, sorry for the bull. Hey, meanwhile, down on down. Pumped him full of. <laughs> <laughs> Just the visual, Mike. Well, they shot him. I mean, I, I mean, know, but you're like, it's such you know, a graphic thing. It's like, like the bull was Denzel at the end of training. <laughs> exactly. It was like RoboCop. The guy, the guy that got shot in RoboCop. 
This bullet, this bullet is in violation. I mean, they did. They pumped him full. I don't know how many shots. One, I mean, did Annie Oakley come on with like, hey, boom, shot him behind the back. One shot. What is this, a mob movie? I don't know. One behind the head. He had a closed casket funeral for the bull. They called Randy Mack. He jumped up on the bullet. Poof. Execution style. Oh, my goodness. Hey, one last nugget. Novak Djokovic was getting fired up down in Melbourne. He was taking care of business in the early rounds down there at the uh, the Australian Open, and then somebody started uh, screaming some stuff at him and yelling, and, and it was Australians like they're like we all do. We get sporting, we're sporting event, you get hammered. So at some point, he stops, he breaks his serve, and he goes, "Come down here, say that to my face, <laughs> say it to my face, come on, come on!" Yelling at the patron, uh, commentators. You don't want to know. Yeah. Said the fan had not been uh, kicked out of the stadium. And then later on in the press conference, he said, you don't want to know. Lots of things being told to me on court, and particularly from that corner. Same side. I was tolerating most of the match. At one point, I said, enough. I said, come down here. You're such a tough man, tough guy. You know what, Mike? I don't, does, I don't think Say it to my face. Mike, I don't think he sounds like that. Well, I mean, <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> that was a lot of... Uh... A lot of things that were being told to me, say, on the court, particularly from from that corner and and the same side, the other corner. Um, I was tolerating it from most of the match, but I, you know, and at one point I had enough, and I asked him whether he wants to come down and tell it to my face, you know. And uh, <laughs> when you confront somebody, you know, uh, unfortunately for him, he didn't have the courage to come down. <laughs> so he didn't he, have the courage. He was not man enough to come down. As I said to my face, he's apologizing. I thought, big man, come down here. Hit you a tennis ball. <laughs> and, anyway, here's your guy talk as a subdued, not as uh, animated as the basketball coach of Eastern Europe we uh, did earlier in the For week. Him, but still, he didn't have the courage to come down. Wow. Well, I mean, he like, you want to test me. He didn't have the stones to come down. <laughs> Chris Wilson says, fellas, red and black. Watch out, Jack. Okay. When the snake, okay, red and black touch. Red and yellow, lucky fellow. Okay. He's not poisonous. Gotcha. There you go. Now I know. So that's the snake. That, the big one, the, the black snake, is eating the copperheads, according to what my neighbor said. Yeah. Well, it, it, basically, just a reminder, you right. know? It's like righty tidy, loosey lefty kind right. of deal. Just a reminder. Hey, yeah. Chris, thanks, man. Appreciate that. Usually, uh, don't have a fit. Just run like. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, we're going to talk about the Buccaneers and the playoffs with our man from Fox Sports, sports that is, NFC South reporter Greg Allman is going to join us next as part of the Falcon Report on Dukes and Bell. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.